This is your Week in Gaming, episode 11, recorded for the 23rd of June 2023, to bring you all the latest news from the world of gaming. On today's episode of the podcast, Chris is in the concrete jungle, I talk EA, Sam is cock crazy, and Richard attempts to find cows. Welcome everyone to episode 11 of your week in gaming. It's going to be a fantastic episode because Chris is no longer with us. Well, no longer. Not no yes, longer. Yes, did he just- die or something. <laughs> just missed. Yes, it's best just- episode ever. Chris is dead. Like. <laughs> well, he's. He's just not here with us. Sorry, uh, Chris, in, in advance, I'm sorry, but also I hope your flight's great. <laughs> I'm joined again this week by Richard and Samantha. Hey. Hello. Listen to the Richard's in severe enthusiasm once again. So I wanted to have a chat quickly. We were we were having a chat. Well, that's not what friends. I'm here for. I'm not here to have conversations. <laughs> <laughs> You're here to give us the riveting news and just move on, right? You don't want to yes. talk about... This is a like... factual delivery of news and nothing else. <laughs> Definitely Sorry. not what I signed up for. <laughs> so, so we were talking about gamer tags and like how you got your first gamer tag. So let me start with Sam. How did you end up with your little gamer tag? Uh, so gamer is... tag. It sounds so condescending. How did you yeah. end up with your little gamer tags, man? <laughs> <laughs> Mine is a little gamer tag as well. It's Pengu. Yeah, you've had some interesting evolutions of Pengu. Uh, no, actually, so Narimizuki isn't my first gamer tag. My first gamer tag was Bradadare, which is a Gaelic word meaning fire starter. I found that in a. Um... Oh, it's like a, a, fans, a fanfic uh, zo- like <laughs> vampire or something. Bradadare. <laughs> Jesus, man. Brad Adair, the fanfic vampire. Well, the, the funniest thing is that it's spelt Brad had air. And so everyone uh, used to make fun of me about how murderous my gamer tag sounded. Like, what do you mean he had air? Like, what? Like, anyway. No um, longer anymore. Yeah. I, I eventually outgrew that one, clearly. Uh, and I picked Nari Mizuki because, so Nari is a name that I've always enjoyed. I like the characters that are used uh, to make up the name in the uh, the Japanese um, kanji. And Mizuki came from, sorry, sorry, I have that backwards. Mizuki, I enjoyed the uh, kanji for. Uh, Nari comes from a Naruto character. Uchiha Naori is the only Uchiha to, or the only female Uchiha to be shown to have the Sharingan. And she invented the, I can never remember which one it is. It's either the Izanami or the Izanagi, one of those. Um, so she's, she's a badass. So there you go. Took Mizuki, took Nari, smashed together, and uh, that's where I am. Have no clue who that Naruto yeah, character I, I is. I drifted off now. I, <laughs> I have no clue who that Naruto character is. I just watched the first like big season of Naruto, never touched Shippuden at all. That's really sad. <laughs> At least I'm honest. Richard, and yourself? Andrew, before I answer this question, I just want you to know that when I first picked a username, it was 1994, and I was 10 <laughs> years old. Does it with a name and like Frog internet, Boots, you have to have been. <laughs> the internet uh, was not what it is today. It was a lot less accessible and uh, a lot more anonymous. So when you... <laughs> When you were on the internet, you were, yeah, and um, I was 10 years old. I just wanted to remind you about that. Um, sure. My first, uh, my first gamer tag that I can remember using was Cyberthug, and that was on, uh, it was on Sorry, were you 10 when you came up with Cyberthug? Yeah, literally, 10 years old. 
<laughs> we're on bulletin boards. It, uh, sort of like not the not the dial-up boards, the sort of f- the precursor to forums, I guess, on 33.6k dial-up. And for when those of you that don't know what uh, dial-up is. <laughs> yeah. When I first used the game attack, sure, since then I've had a few. My But my childhood nickname was always Beatles, so I guess it just sort of... Uh, it just became my nickname, um, which I've I've sort of hung up the beetle boots and put on the frog boots, I suppose. But yeah, I've I've had uh, oh, brain freeze. I've had uh, chemical fire for a while. I've got I've gone through lots of nicknames. Man, man gives <laughs> me shit about Bradadair, but he was chemical fire and well, fucking cyber thug. I was a teenager in the nineties. It was a different <laughs> time, you know. Like we didn't have to try as hard. I was a twelve-year-old. Well, no, I wasn't a twelve. I was like a seven-year-old in the nineties, but still. Yeah, it, when you when you made your first game attack in '94, I was a single year old, Richard. Just so you know. <laughs> you see. So it's... <laughs> It's not that it's not that it's a bad game attack. Well, it is a bad game attack, but it's just that it wasn't really a game attack because online games weren't a thing. If you wanted to play games with your friend, you needed a null modem cable, and you could only play two players. Oh, well, good old days. I'm going to. I'm just going to like single out a bunch of our viewers potentially. If you are one of those people that got one of those Xbox randomly generated names and you actually use that on various platforms, shame on you. I mean, that's not how frog boots happen for sure. I feel like that if you had said that that's how it came about, it would have been believable. It literally is where it comes from, yeah. It's a completely <laughs> randomly generated name. Oh. I just didn't but. care anymore. I don't even Sash. want. I don't even want it. You know, like it's it's yeah. You can always go to your profile picture name that is on Discord with Colin Robinson. But I digress. Yeah, that's true. My uh, my first gamer tag ever was hamster, and I had hamster for. Probably about two years, and then I got the nickname Penguin IRL from one very rainy day after school. We're on our way to go play Yu-Gi-Oh um, at a friend's place, nerd. and I got there. Uh, very much a big nerd, loved Yu-Gi-Oh, and got there, and I was soaked. Like my blazer, trousers, everything was soaked, and I was waddling, just trying to like get clothing to like not stick. And our school uniform was pretty much black and white. And someone was like, hey, you look like a penguin. And it's just stuck for the last probably uh, 19 years, 18 years, 20 years, something like that. So that's just what I am now. You were waddling to try and not get clothing to stick. (laughs) Yeah, like clothing was sticking to me. And I was like, what? And like just trying to, because it was just this torrential downpour came along. And I ended up waddling. Just walk normally until you're out of the rain. I don't understand. (laughs) Yeah, I was young and stupid then. I didn't understand that. And now like, you are no longer like, young. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Lost one of those traits. <laughs> We're not going to mention which one. <laughs> Gaming News Now and Electronic Arts, our favorite studio in the world, has announced a major restructuring that will see it, it rename its EA Games division into EA Entertainment, along with other changes uh, to its corporate composition. This will see EA Studios in one of two divisions, uh, EA Sports and EA Entertainment. Uh, This is apparently to seize more creative ownership and financial accountability over the projects with all the goals of improving efficiency, 
which is what uh, Game Rant writes. Uh, this reshuffle has mentioned no particular changes to the company's overall content strategy and future projects such as Star Wars Jedi Survivor and the, uh, the upcoming remake of Dead Space, nor will it affect individual studio leadership of EA's many subsidiaries, such as BioWare, Codemasters, Motive, and Respawn Entertainment. What are your guys' thoughts on this restructure? Do you think it's just like a little smoke and mirrors kind of thing? Because EA's like last few years of games have been terrible. Uh, they've lost the FIFA license, so I think one of their cash cows is going to be hurting. Madden 23 has been very terrible from EA Sports. Uh, the F1 game, the new one, has been very terrible on launch. There's been just a lot of lackluster things coming out with like maybe jedi survivor that's been all right pretty much i genuinely don't know what this changes yeah i mean it's really creative they've really let their creative copywriters (laughs) loose here changing their name from ea games to ea entertainment i mean that must be such a fulfilled job if you're a wordsmith to come up with a new name for ea It, it just seems very close to the the fact that they've just pushed out a, a the launch of one of their games they've actually in this like kind of announcement that they did they've pushed that out but i think with them moving things around it's just going to show more financial you know accountability by a lot of uh, smaller studios or projects and things and that's possibly yeah i just don't think they're in a good space at the moment I mean, they win worst company to work for or whatever, or most hated company in America, whatever their story is every year. They're not exactly well known for being like the most uh, fun company in the world. And I think if you you sort of rest and lie back and think, ah, FIFA will sort of keep us alive, uh, you you know, you need to sort of pivot at some point. And, And they do have big studios and they do have the ability to still make a profit and let's face it they're still going to because people are still going to buy their 23 24 25 regardless of how bad it is they're still going to buy it so it's not EA's EA entertainment is not going anywhere let's be honest and really the name change is probably uh, a small part of the corporate restructure that they're going through Um, it's just not interesting yeah I, I, I don't see that this really changes much of anything um, if anything, this could potentially be good because splitting it means that you can potentially focus more resources from that particular branch into whatever they're doing. So like when you have the the whole thing as a whole, you've got people potentially crossing over and working on a variety of things and, and trying to handle all the different aspects of it. Now you've like divided it into two pieces you now have teams dedicated to either of those two. So potentially this could be a response to the fact that things have not been going well and now they've realized they need to put a little bit more um, investment into it. So I suppose it could be a good thing, but ultimately I, I don't think it's made the biggest difference in the world. No. On to that? some really cool news though. Okay, so we were talking about the, the 90s. Okay, wait, wait, wait. If, if you're... Mm, okay, so if you grew up or were born in the 90s then you should know this game and if you don't you should be ashamed of yourself but you have a chance now to rediscover it croc legend of the govos is getting an hd remaster i cannot contain my excitement over this news i loved this game as a kid i used to play it with my friends we take turns every time one person died then the next person would try and play you know because multiplayer games um few and far between um 
but yeah, we, I mean, we used to play this all the time. So for those of us that are around our age from the 90s that might want to play this again, otherwise, if you've got kids, uh, definitely introduce this to your kids. Uh, it could still be a ways off, and to be fair, it very much could be uh, cancelled. So essentially, the founder of Argonaut Games said on Twitter, I have news, but it's a little premature to announce it. A Croc HD has started early development. So it's still going to be a long time before we potentially see this come through. There's every possibility that it might just not actually happen. But I love this game as a kid. It's a huge nostalgia trip. And uh, I can't wait for it to potentially be released, remastered in HD. All of the gobo goodness. Yeah, look, Croc is from uh, the golden age of platformers, really. I mean, those, Mm -hmm. those early consoles... They didn't have the greatest graphics hardware, and they and they tried to make the best of it. And platform games did a great job of of you know making the best of that hardware because they they had the ability to only draw a small part of the game in one go, right? So in mm-hmm. the late nineties, when Croc came out, uh, Legend of the Gobos was the first one. Um, it, you know, it, it was a it was it was seen as sort of like a benchmark for for what fun games for PlayStation were supposed to be. Um, and we haven't seen a new Croc game. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Croc Two was the last one. I don't think it was one after that. And and it's it'll be fun to go back there. I think a lot of people that uh, sorry, I'm just yeah reading on the Wikipedia. It says there was a game Croc Three which was cancelled. It was supposed to be for Xbox. So the, yeah, Croc Two was the last one. And I, I, I'm excited to go back to it. I think it's I think it'll be fun. I I don't have a I don't have a lot of nostalgia for it, but I do remember it being fun. I remember it being more fun than uh the the marios that were coming out at the time you know so i'm i'm keen i'm interested i had to go and have a look at pictures because when i used to play that was a lot of years ago and (laughs) i had to be like when sam when you mentioned to me the first time i was like croc i don't remember croc and then i had to go and like relook at pictures i'm like wait i remember (laughs) and i was like oh my word you know what with it being very premature i don't know i don't want to get my hopes up but if it does get remade I think it, it will be one of those that I think a lot of people will go to to play. It's it's a lot of good happy times with old school platformers, which were a lot of fun. It's old enough to have a new audience, but it's also old enough to have a nostalgia audience. So it's a yeah. good time. Perfect little place for it to be. The hunt for Diablo's Diablo 4's cow level is now on, and it centers around a suspicious-looking fountain around which four oxen sit, each labeled as an oxen god in their applicable cardinal direction. Of course, a Discord server dedicated to the cause exists, where leads are being explored to try and find the cow level, which Blizzard swears doesn't exist because of the serious tone of the game. If investigations are anything to go on, though, there might well be a cow level, as items such as the metallic fragment bloody wooden shard and musty tome have all been found and the assumption that they are a reference to Diablo 2's Wurtz leg uh, that was used to access the level are rife on this Discord server. Does it exist? Only time and uh, I guess the Diablo 2 cow level will tell. Cryptically called Diablo 2, there is no cow level which uh, is also a cheat code from one of the other games. I think Starcraft maybe? There is no cow level? I do remember that in Diablo 3, so the original cow level, when you actually had to like put the staff and stuff together and then you would find it, there was like a a chasm that would break open outside Tristram and there would be like a ghost of the cow king and you'd be like, there is no cow level or whatever. Uh, Good times, good times. 
I didn't like how they changed it. I can't remember if they changed this specifically for uh, for the cow level or for the pony level, because obviously Diablo 3 also had the pony level, but you had to run around and you had to collect a staff and a mushroom and a whatever and a whatever, and then you would come back and put it all together in the, not the, yeah, it was the Herodric Cube, wherever. And then you would take the staff and then open up the level. And then in future updates, they just removed all of that preamble completely like that's not a part of the game anymore you don't have to go and scavenge those items to create the staff of herding that's what it was called you don't have to create the staff of herding anymore and i'm like why remove that i don't understand that so if they do add in a cow level and there is some fun preamble i just hope that they leave it there and don't just turn it into well no it's a rift so you don't have to work for it anymore because that's just lame I think that there's there's sort of a lot of a lot of other games do that they sort of introduce it they they include a very complicated puzzle in their game and then once it's discovered they pull it out or they uh sunset the quests or whatever so that it Lame. gives the people who are doing it uh incentive to do it right because you want to be you want to be one of the people that do it before it gets removed or you want to be the one that discovers it i know gears of war have done things like this um, with the with the cog collection things, and there's been a few other games where, like you know, once and Sea of Thieves has done it a few times as well, where there's a quest line that uh, you know once it, once it's been widely uh, publicized how to do it, they pull it out of the game. So it's a bit of a so, you know, something. I guess I guess something nice for the people that do it before it gets removed. I kind of get it. I kind of I'm, I'm okay with it. I just remember like I made a character and I got the staff, and then I deleted the character and I forgot to put the staff in my shed. Thing, and then the staff was gone and I, I i nearly started crying i only just recently finished diablo 2 and just about to finish diablo 3 for the first time until i heard about this cow level thing i didn't i wouldn't know it exists so if i can do this cow level thing in diablo 3 yes. i'll give it a try you can do it in uh, diablo 2 you can do it in yeah Diablo 2, definitely. You just need Word's Leg, which you get from the place and like where a you tome rescued, of town uh, portal. Yeah, rescued Deckard Cain, that little, like, whatever it was, cemetery. I think I might have sold the item. It was Old Tristram. Old Tristram. Old Tristram, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't there have that go. item anymore. I think I probably sold it or something. Well, time to make a new character. Yeah. It's not <sighs> very far into the game, really. It's like, I think you have to play through the whole first act, basically, and you can get into the cow level. Yeah. I okay, remember cool, the cow so... level in Diablo 3 being much harder than the second one. Yes. I, I replayed the, the Diablo 2 cow level and I was just like, this is not as much fun as I remember. Yeah, I mean, it's dope at the time because it's like fresh and new and you've just gotten like the pony level was so dope because you would run around slaying my little ponies and just like splattering blood everywhere. It was this weird juxtaposition of like beautiful rainbow sparkly my little pony teddy bears death blood destruction. Uh, it was, it was, uh, <laughs> I think that's what made it so great. <laughs> you need, you oh, need to run the pony level. Sparklies. Yeah, they were actual sparklies. They were actual I'll, sparklies. I will definitely look it up and find a guide and I will definitely give it a try and hopefully be able to report back soon. There you go. Penguin's in a brony is very excited right now. <laughs> Super stoked for it. <laughs> Sam, you've got a soon to be success for us yeah so uh some folk might know about this i've kind of been following this for what feels like an eternity it's the worst thing when like a new game is announced and they're like come join our discord server we'll give you updates but they're like not even in alpha yet so like a year and a half later you're still getting discord updates but i'm pretty excited about this so uh this is a game called palea it is a comfy mmo 
a la The Sims meets Stardew Valley. Uh, it sounds really, really cool. So it's an MMO community simulation game set in a high fantasy world with elements of open world adventure, basically inspired by Animal Crossing, Stardew, things like that. Uh, it's it's cozy, so, you know, it's your typical kind of farming sim type vibe. Um, what makes this interesting, so in Palea, humans are a legendary race, having disappeared thousands of years ago at the height of their grandeur and mastery of magic. Nobody in the modern day knows why. Until one day, humans begin to appear all over the world again. And so you play as one of these newly re-emerged humans and you have to make your yourself a home in this world. And there's all the, the classic things, gardening, fishing, cooking. Um, you can level up abilities. There's combat as well because it is an MMO. Um, there's some beautiful characters that they, they've like released quite a few of what the new characters are going to look like or some of the NPCs in the game. It looks really cool for anyone who's a fan of some games, so definitely check that out. Um, they are going into a stress test next month. Only 200,000 players will be se selected for this, and you can sign up on the website to be eligible. And to increase your chances, there's also a survey that you can fill out. Just be aware... This is a stress test, but it is technically still an alpha. So it's under a very strict NDA, which is a non-disclosure agreement for those that don't know. Uh, and in my opinion, that makes it just all that more exciting because I just I, I want to play it and know things that other people don't know. And then I can't tell them and just go, ha ha, I can't tell you. Uh, so I, I really hope I get into that. Uh, if, you're, if you've been excited about this game as I am, definitely go sign up, join the Discord. They post tons of updates there all the time. So many updates. Uh, if you're just hearing about it for the first time today and want to know more, there are a bunch of trailers on YouTube showing the, the gameplay, the characters, all the cool, comfy things that you can expect once this game inevitably launches one day. <laughs> I Googled it now while you were talking, and Google said, did you mean paella? And I was like, no. yes, I did Google. I meant paella. <laughs> <laughs> so now so I'm looking at pictures of paella. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, are you are you up for the stress test of paella? Yeah, stress test paella. <laughs> You're gonna have to sign a very strict NDA in order for you yeah. to try. <laughs> yeah, they don't like anything okay. you talk about. There's only no, two actually, well, when I click no, I'm not actually looking for paella. I looked at the game and it looks really cool. I yeah. like this genre because it is literally digital forget everything that's going on around you and just immerse yes. yourself in silliness and that is i mean that's gaming right at its purest form is that you mm -hmm. you just sort of forget about what's happening and and you let the your digital world be your world for a few hours and this is the kind of game that is as i get older starts to appeal to me more and more like i no longer want to murder terrorists it's just not <laughs> fun anymore i now want to grow carrots and that's okay <laughs> And, and like, and this is the perfect game. And to, to do it in an MMO context, um, it might be the first one that's sort of taken the Stardew Valley uh, Animal Crossing type thing and put it into an actual MMO format. I don't know, I might be wrong. Probably I'm wrong. But it, it looks it looks very unique in, in, in while feeling very comfortable and feeling very uh, familiar. And that's very cool. I hate that everything you said felt so relatable. <laughs> <laughs> 
he is speaking the truth though. It, it yeah. looking looking at it, it does look very cozy. It looks comfy. It looks relaxing. And as Richard said, he's like, just forget about the world, you know. Yeah. Let me go. Let me go look after it, like my cow or two with my plants and things, and just, <laughs> just run let around. the terrorist win for a few hours. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just, oh my god. It's fine. Diablo will destroy the world. It doesn't matter. Let me. I need to just focus on like my cows. Just, and just stop defending great. the ancient. Nothing's gonna happen if you just stop defending. <laughs> yeah, like things things are going to happen and it's fine. Just just enjoy yourself, you know. It, it looks really cool. And if it is very much like a uh, animal, cr- I enjoyed Animal Crossing so much on the uh, the Switch. If if this is like like a big multiplayer like Animal Crossing kind of thing. Yep. I'm so in for it. This 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 will be very close up there with like my most played games. Then, just like farming sim and stuff. This will just be a a cozier farming sim. I think this I've already cool. found my future husband, so that's good in the game. <laughs> <a> penguin. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's somebody called Gel. Um, he looks like an elf. He's got like pointy ears, like kind of bluish, pale skin. You know, rose-colored glasses. You know, you were you like fine. a white streak. Yeah. You're already finding your um your husbandos for the game, huh? Listen, that's the most important thing when you play a farming sim is who you marry. I see he's got an earring in the other right yeah. ear as well. Yeah. Chains across oh. in his like waistcoat. That looks yeah, he looks, he yeah. looks pretty cool. Uh, there is just one other thing I forgot to mention, which is actually the latest news about the game. It's also coming to Nintendo Switch. It was announced mm. at uh Nintendo Direct earlier today. Well, yeah, I mean, two days it, ago. It would have to be. This is the perfect Switch game if there ever was a, a perfect Switch game. Like these sort mm-hmm. of, yep. these sort of, you know, lie back, play while you're doing your business in the bathroom or lying. <laughs> I was just about to say, Jeez, like, man. On, on, <laughs> on the pooper, yeah, yeah. very Aww. much so. You should write something. Like... Games to play on the pooper. <laughs> Please no. First up is Animal Crossing. Secondly is. <laughs> Paleo, as soon as it comes out. Second <laughs> game to play while you're laying cable. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just terrible. Thanks, Sam. That's actually a good call. A good, uh, a good call on the soon-to-be-success. I've added it to my watch list even as well. Nice. Um, in this week's news that nobody cares about following widespread post- pro- protest on Reddit over a change in the way Reddit will charge for its API, several subreddits went dark, setting themselves to private for a few days, but the protest didn't stop when they made themselves public again. The protests have been all over quite creative, with some subreddits setting themselves to full not-safe-for-work mode uh, or only allow gifts of John Oliver, very silly uh, ways of protesting the changes. The Steam subreddit, which usually centers around Valve's online game store, took a different approach and has pivoted to be a subreddit about all things actual Steam, including Steam engines and trains. Naturally, this has produced some riveting discussions like, my wife is threatening to meet me with divorce because I've bought a full-size Steam engine, discussions about (laughs) Steam cleaning, and videos of Steamboat races, which are far more exciting than they sound. And honestly, I prefer this new Steam subreddit. I do. I prefer it. I, I, I honestly... I wasn't aware of all of this news that was happening about Reddit, but about two days ago, three days ago, I was scrolling through my Reddit. I'm I'm not a big Redditor, but so every now and then I do scroll and I'm, you know, I follow the Steam subreddit and I saw this and there was somebody I put like the, the, the Hogwarts Express with the (laughs) train with the Steam and everything. I was like, what on earth? This is not Steam related or whatever. Now that I know the content. It is Penguin. It is new Steam related. How did, Um, what what do you live under? I just, I'm not a big Redditor. I, I, I really don't go onto Reddit that often. 
Oh, I mean, to be fair, neither do I, but as a dungeon master, there are a number of times where I have Googled, like, and and just for anyone who was curious, I do mean Dungeons and Dragons and not other forms of dungeon <laughs> masters. Um, and when I've Googled, like, homebrew content, like, if I have a, like, a homebrew character that needs a special ability, and I'll be like, ooh, how have you, like, how have other people done this in the past? And then you go on to Reddit, and it doesn't work. It has been so frustrating. Cannot find maps, can't find like cool creatures, like homebrew creatures and items and stuff. Oh, it has not been fun. I'll be on like again. I very rarely go there. I think I was there once for like some maps for a, a DM game that I was running. But every now and then I just scroll on there. I like to go and look when, especially after like uh, sporting events and just how the some of those subreddits just go absolutely mad. But uh, gifts of John Oliver, I can get behind. Steamboat races sound actually incredibly fun. To, to Just spend watch, five Richard. minutes. That's all I'm saying. Give me five minutes of your time. <laughs> go and search steamboat racing. And and come back to me and just be like, well, that was not time wasted. And I'll feel good. I'll, I'll tell you what. I will do that before I go to bed tonight. The last five minutes before I wind down. I will go and look at steamboat races for five minutes, Richard. Thank you. I just want to spend a little bit of time talking about um, about the sort of Reddit protest in general, because I think it speaks to quite a lot of what the internet's about, right? Because Reddit is a is a user created beast. You've, you you get given a piece of software that allows you to post and comment and run your own little universes and everything, and and everything on there is user created, right? So every every single bit of thing. There's no, I mean, apart from maybe Reddit official AMAs and that sort of stuff every now and again, but a vast majority of it is user created. So now Reddit's saying, we're not going to allow you to use our API without paying for it. Um, with, with, and, and the sort of big protest comes in that Reddit expects you as a moderator to moderate your uh, subreddit, but they're taking away the API that gives your moderating tools the ability to do that. So that's so so they're sort of saying this is our platform. We own everything on it as part of the user agreement. If you post onto Reddit, it's 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 um it's theirs, and and that's same as Facebook and whatever else. Whatever you put on there becomes you know the, the property, quote unquote, or the intellectual property of the of the platform you're putting it on, and that's totally fine. Um, then they backpedaled like a little bit, and they were like, well, we'll let the um, the moderation tools that you use be free for the API. But what they have done is they've blocked third-party apps that sort of give you access to Reddit, things like Apollo and um, and other and other third-party apps that that use the Reddit API to effectively sell the serve sell their um, subscription model or their once-off app purchase to use their app to interact with Reddit. Now, there's a massive outcry because everybody's saying, well, Reddit's user-created, and how can they stop people from accessing uh, you know, Reddit on a, on a user-created level um, by, block, by only allowing sort of Reddit.com and Reddit's own official app? But the protest is that you know, they, should, they should allow that API to be fully open. But how does Reddit make money, right? By advertising, via showing adverts. And if you're using a third-party app, that advertising that's being shown to you is the third-party app creators and not Reddit's. So the third-party app is literally making a living on the back of Reddit's money that they're paying for servers and for services and whatever else. And the general sort of public consensus is, well, actually, we're creating it. So if it wasn't for us, this content wouldn't exist, so nobody would want to be there anyway. But is that really a good enough argument? 
to to take all the, the sort of advertising revenue away from Reddit. It's it's not like the Reddit app doesn't have a sort of subscription mode that takes the advertising out of it for you. So I don't know. I, I I'm not sure where I fall on this on the side of this this debate. I'm sort of on Reddit's side a little bit, I have to say, and that's a, massively against the popular opinion. I I, mean, I actually agree with you. Like Reddit I don't has feel to make like. Money. Yeah, I I don't feel like they're obliged to do anything for anyone. No one is. Yeah. Like Yeah, I I, I I don't know. Maybe I'm being maybe I'm being a little bit sweet summer childish, but but it just feels to me like I know this is going way off uh the initial point of the thing with the steam engines, but it just you know, I just needed to say it is that I don't I don't know if I really agree with the protest because I, I it's Reddit is paying for me and the all the bandwidth of my silly John Oliver gifts and steamboat races that I'm watching. <laughs> Why should they not have the ability to monetize that? Yeah, they one hundred percent should. If because yeah. if it wasn't for them paying for the servers and things like that, you know, for you in order for you to do that, you wouldn't you wouldn't have this. You would have to go f- to find a, another place to do it. And chances are you're going to have to pay money for the servers or whatever the case is, or moderated teams, depending on however big it gets. And at the end of the day, they've got people that they need to pay. They got to pay for the services and things that you that you're running. And I'm 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 all for it. I mean, it's 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 a very difficult situation for them to navigate, considering that it is like the platform really wouldn't exist there if you know the people weren't posting. But also at the same time, they've got expenses they need to pay for. So thinking about it, yeah, I'm actually a little bit on Reddit's side as well. It's it's a very hot take, but yeah. I. I I think yeah, I think I, I said I think I said a little bit more with them. Yeah, well, when somebody explains it to you, like I've just explained it to you, I think it's easier to to sort of be on Reddit's side. I think they've gone about things a little bit wrong in the way they've strong armed the app developers and not given them uh, a true sort of communication platform to chat about maybe ways they can keep using their app or keep uh, producing their app while Reddit still could make a bit of money from it. So I think they've not, you know, they've been a little bit aggressive in the way that they've sort of. Uh, tackled the protest by basically saying like look if you don't open your subreddit up we'll just replace your moderators with our moderators and open it up anyway and just to remove your mods they've been a little bit aggressive there but it's their platform they they don't owe anybody anything and if they want to go about it the way they're doing it and even if it destroys them it's their platform they have the the right to make any decisions they want to in the way they run it I, i don't think that we have and I think it's true for a lot of the sort of quote-unquote internet protests is that we're protesting for something that is being given to us for free for our for in exchange for like you know the intimate knowledge of our whole being and what in the way we use the product and the data they gather. You know, we we sort of accept that trade-off in that you know if I use Reddit, they're going to know a lot about me based on my the habits and the subreddits I subscribe to and. So, you know, we're paying for it in a lot of ways. Um, and I, I, just, I don't know, I just don't think that they have, that the, the sort of third-party app should, you know, have the right to just make a ton of money on the back of a company's expense without having any sort of contribution to it. That's just, I, yeah. Yep. I, I think agree people need to. Philosophy I think people, 101. <laughs> <laughs> I also think it's very important for people to remember that if the company is not selling you something, chances are you are the product well, and the information that you have. Yeah. yeah, your data is. But at the end of the day, if they're not selling you something, then you are the product. Be aware of that. But uh, yeah, I don't think it's something that in news nobody cares about. Now that you're talking about it, like, I kind of care about it. And yeah, Reddit, <laughs> make, make, make we, the bank. 
I feel like we could have swapped this with the EA news, to be honest. Uh, we just retcon that. EA news yeah. nobody cares about. Steam. Just switch them around important. and edit, Andrew. Put your news. <laughs> nobody cares about it. No worries. And I'll just continue changing. In this week's news that nobody cares about, you know, EA things. Is... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about news that nobody cares about. EA did a thing. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that about rounds up your news in gaming, everybody, for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in for episode 11 of Your Week in Gaming. And just shout out once again to our friends at Esports Central for partnering with us on this podcast. You can find us on Twitter at YWIG Podcast and by email at yourweekingamingpodcast at gmail.com. I am Andrew, and you can find me on Twitter at my Do name we have is a PO box, Andrew? Oh, my God. Do you want us to have a PO box? Are no, you terrified of the things that will come through? Yes. <laughs> I will make it your home address. Um, okay. <laughs> as long as people send free stuff and not hate mail. I'll take both. Address Remember all it. hate mail to at PenguinZA. I was going to say SargonZA. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually fair. <laughs> or hate mail can go over there. Actually, I'll put, I'll put Chris's address there and he can get all the other stuff. Unlucky, really. I don't think the dumpster buy and pick and pay has an address. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Nari Mizuki, assuming you can spell that. Good luck. Something to do with some Japanese thing in a character in a game that somebody did with something and smashed something together. And I don't know, something like that. Figure it out. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah, frog boots. And you can find Chris at dumpster behind pick and pay, I guess. <laughs> Our next episode will be out on Friday, 30 June 2023 at 7 a.m. GMT plus 2 and across all major podcast platforms. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.